Okay, Valentine's Day. Not every day I wear pink, okay? The things I do for PPH. Okay, talking about special days. Oh, I think the children need to go downstairs, right? Are you staying here? This is not X-rated, so actually you want to stay also can. Okay, children going down, right? So, uh, go. <laughs> we pray in our heart for you. Okay, let's continue. Now, talking about special days, uh, I just learned that my birthday is a very special day in China. 11-11. Um, it's called Guangguanjie, Bear Sticks Festival. A bear stick, okay? No branches, no nothing. And these few words here, uh, I, I love this. Zaman. <laughs> So, power to us, singles. That's what it means, okay? Single, one, 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 one. So, you're a single person. So, it's like 11th of November is in celebration of singlehood. So, when I ask Pastor Wu Xie how to read these few words, huh? you think I know how to read? Uh, when I ask her, she said, oh, it's Amen. Then uh, she said, but there is another interpretation. The other interpretation is this. Which means, one life, one lifetime, one man, one woman, one husband, one wife, one heart, one mind. And it celebrates marriage. So, 11th of November can be celebrating singlehood. It can be also celebrating marriage. And, and I'm so glad that uh, finally, Valentine's Day falls on a Sunday. And so that uh, I can talk about it being the romantic that I am. <laughs> Do you know that Valentine's Day is uh, on the, the liturgical calendar of the Catholic Church, the Anglican Church, the Lutheran Church? And, and so it is like a very Christian thing. So I've been looking forward to, to preaching this romantic, sweet, sentimental, lovey-dovey Valentine's Day sermon all my life. First time, okay? This is the first one. But really, what do you think of when you think of Valentine's Day? It's like flowers, especially roses. I understand it's like about $10 per stock of rose going for. Okay, I checked. So I didn't buy. Uh, chocolates, uh, love messages, poems, uh, gifts, romantic dinners tonight. Then if this is really Valentine's Day, then, then I say PPH is not very romantic. Because I also checked that according to my records, only one couple in PPH got married on Valentine's Day. Guess who? Go find out. And actually, Singapore as a whole, maybe it's not very romantic because I understand these days, people send Valentine's greeting to all and sundry, including their mothers. Somebody told me that's pathetic. I don't think so. I think it's very good to send Valentine messages, messages to, you, to your mothers. It's very commendable. It is to be encouraged. So in PPH, send. But have, have you ever wondered how Valentine's Day got started? So one story goes like this, that there was a belief in medieval uh, uh, Europe that at the start of the second fortnight of the second month, 
that is 14th of February, birds begin to mate. And so poets picked up this, this theme, blending mating and love, and voila, Valentine's came out. And it was this author, Jeffrey Chaucer, who wrote this, this uh, book called The Parliament of Fowls, or The Parliament of Birds, who actually popularized this uh, notion. But I think a more likely story is about uh, a saint, a saint called Saint Valentine. Except that there are 12 Saint Valentines in the world, in history. But according to the Catholic Encyclopedia, there are three Saint Valentines that are associated with this date, 14th of February. And in fact, all over Europe, you can find this gory scene. <laughs> Saint Valentine's skeleton on display. This is one found in, in Rome, but they are found in, in elsewhere around Europe as well. People claim that Saint Valentine was there. So it's all in all a very confusing picture. This is not confusing. This is purely a skull. But the confusing picture is which St. Valentine and what story. And St. Valentine is called the patron saint of love and happy marriages. And so this is what I've managed to piece together. It's like some 250 years after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, there was a priest by the name of Valentine or Valentinos. He lived in Rome. And at that time, Claudius was the emperor of Rome, and people call him Claudius the Cruel. He, this emperor, wanted a big army, but he found that men do not like to leave their home and to fight wars, and especially married men, or even those with girlfriends. They rather stay with their girlfriends and their wives at home. And so he couldn't raise a big army. And this got him very angry. And so he had this idea that if men were not married, then they would be more inclined to join his army and he will have a huge army. And so he decreed that there would be no more marriages. Men and women not allowed to get married. And so this priest, Valentine, thought that it was a ridiculous idea. It's against God's commands. And... One of his favorite duties, as is one of my favorite duties, is to marry people off. And so after Emperor Claudius passed this law, Valentine continued performing marriages and secretly. He would whisper the words of the ceremony, Do you take so-and-so to be your lawful wedded wife? Quietly, while listening for footsteps of the soldiers outside, if they should come and catch them doing uh, wedding ceremonies and and one night, indeed, footsteps appeared. The couple escaped, but Valentine got caught and was thrown in jail and was told that for disobeying the emperor, his penalty was death. But while he was in jail, many young people came to visit him and they, they threw flowers up to his window and they wanted Valentine to know that they were supporting him and they believed in love. And one of these young people was reputedly the daughter of the prison guard. And the father allowed her to go visit Valentine, and they sat and they talked for hours. And on the day that Valentine was supposed to die, which is February 14, he left a note for the prison guard's daughter 
thanking her for supporting him and for the chats that they have. And he signed it, Love from Your Valentine. And so this is supposed to be the custom of exchanging love notes on Valentine's Day, 14th of February, 269 AD when he died. But actually, there are other, other legends about whether it is this St. Valentine or some other St. Valentine. Um, one was that he healed the jailer's daughter of blindness. And so, you know, in the Catholic Church, uh, all saints must do at least one miracle, and so he became a saint. And another was that it wasn't the jailer's um, daughter, it was a judge, the judge who pronounced sentence on him. It was a judge's uh, daughter. And then another legend goes that it wasn't all these things. It's just that Valentine, when he was uh, uh, in prison, wanted to, uh, uh, decided to preach to the emperor and, and did so and wanted to convert the king. So the king got angry and sentenced him to death. So the bottom line is this. Every one of these stories, whichever one you choose, Valentine died. He was martyred whether it was for protecting the godly institution of marriage or trying to share Christ with the emperor. Okay, so now that we know a little bit about Valentine's Day, that in fact it is about death and love, that it is love unto death, it is martyrdom, I want to address the next closest thing that is, next closest thing to death. What do you think that is? Marriage. You get married, you die. Same difference. So a wife asked the husband, do you love me? And the husband said, yes, of course I love you. Then the wife said, would you die for me? And those of you will already know, right? So the husband's answer is no. Mine is an undying love. <laughs> and you and I know that the husband has failed, right? Because the Lord Jesus said, and it was quoted earlier, John 15, 13, greater love has no man than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Let me give you two quotes. Just this morning, I went to Google um, marriage and death. And Johnny Carson, one of these comedians of uh, long ago in America, says this, married men live longer than single men, but married men are a lot more willing to die. Okay? Second quotation, a wedding is a funeral where you smell your own flowers. Okay, these two are supposed to be mocking marriage, okay? But they are true because love is about dying to self and dying for someone. And marriage is about dying, laying down your life for your spouse. And so this morning, for those of you who have this undying love, I'd like to take this opportunity to un undie your love to a love that is unto death and a dying kind of love. Many months ago, I committed to focus on the family when they were contacting all the pastors, uh, that PPH would do a renewal of wedding vows on Valentine's Day, together with many other churches in Singapore. So let's do it. Okay? So I don't know how... Okay, let's try and create. I know most husbands and wives are sitting together, not all. Um, let's try and create this privacy bubble around us, okay? Uh, so husbands, hold your wife's hands. Hold your wife's hands. Uh, I'm not going to make you stand up. Okay, and let's just do this, okay? Because I promise. 
because I promise. I promised my wife 30, nearly 34 years ago, but then I promised focus on the family a few weeks ago. Okay, so let's do this. Okay, privacy bubble, romantic scene. Okay, right, so let's repeat this. One, two, three. On this day, I reaffirm my love for you. I will love, honor, and cherish you in sickness and in health, for richer or poorer, for better or worse, and forsaking all others, be faithful to you for as long as we both shall live. For the times I have failed you, I ask for your forgiveness, and I promise to seek his wisdom and pray for his grace in order that I may be molded to be the spouse he wants me to be for you. In the presence of God and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, I renew these vows. May our marriage be a reflection of his love for us all the days of our lives. You did it! And at this point, I say, Amen! And this is the part where I say, you may kiss your... <laughs> no, do not. <laughs> you may kiss the wife of your youth. But let's consider the subject of, um, of love and even try, try to analyze it. Okay? What is love and what is not love? And I think we're all familiar with uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, right? That famous passage uh, on love that love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud and all that. Um, and my, my father, non-believer, actually wrote this out, I the Tsunti, in calligraphy. And I'm very proud that it's hanging in PPH CSE right now. If you go there, you can see it. It's hanging up there. He wrote this. Um, but did you know that this passage, love is patient, love is kind, starts in verse 4. And so today, I want to turn to the first three verses. The first three verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And it says this, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. So love is more than words. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I'm just a noisy gong. The Corinthians have, um, they, they prize uh, the gift of, of oratory, of speech. They, they enjoy the eloquence of their orators and, and they call them silver-tongued. So words, persuasive speech is, is powerful. You know, every century has its outstanding orators. Uh, some of you may not know, I didn't know until I researched this, that in America, there was a man called Patrick Henry, one of the founding fathers, and he was the one who said, give me liberty or give me death. And on these words, a nation arose to fight for independence from England. And that's how we got America as a republic. Winston Churchill inspired and encouraged a uh, 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 down-and-out, desperate nation of England during World War II. President Ronald Reagan was called the great communicator. Martin Luther King Jr., and who can forget his I Have a Dream, 
speech, our own Lee Kuan Yew can hold an audience for hours, even in the afternoon heat of uh, Fullerton Square. But there are also examples of those whose persuasive speech minus love and uh, what it will produce. And I think the grand example would be this little man with a little bit of a moustache, Hitler. Right? Great orator, but no love. Hatred. And you know the oratory of some of these other uh, uh, religious fundamentalists and the hatred that they spew. They can mobilize people too. So the Bible compares words without love to a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. It's just, just noise. But the explosion, the, the, the increase of Christianity in the Roman Empire was due to the fact that Christians preach the love of Jesus, but they backed it up with a practical demonstration of love uh, for people. You would have heard of uh, plagues and illnesses and, and all the lowest kind of uh, jobs in helping people were taken up by, by Christians because they had a good teacher. The Lord Jesus loved in concrete ways. He loved with a towel washing his disciples' feet. He loved carrying a cross. He loved nailed to the cross. He loved with arms outstretched, carrying man's sins. story was told of a woman who somehow got herself trapped under a, a bus and, and the police were, were looking for a crane to lift the bus so that they can get her out and everybody was just like crowding around her saying, hey, hang on, hang on, you'll be alright. But this, this one man went to her and lie, laid down next to her under the bus and just held her hand and said, you can make it, just hang on. And indeed, she got uh, released. And, and then she said this, I never thought an outstretched hand could mean so much. Her words were important, no doubt. Right? All the encouragement came, but this man just held her hand. And she said, I never thought an outstretched hand could mean so much. And God has stretched out his hand to help us. God's hands has nail prints in his hands. So love is more than words. Sometimes it is an outstretched hand. Love is more than prophecy. If I have prophetic powers but have not love, I am nothing. Prophecy is both declaring the Word of God as well as revealing coming events that are based on the Word of God. And, and preachers are effectively um, prophets as in declaring from the Word of God as I am now declaring from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And they say the preachers and the messengers are remembered not so much by what they said, but how they live. So if I don't love my wife, uh, then no point preaching, right? And someone once said, I don't remember a single servant that this guy ever preached, but I do remember the life that he, that he lived. And that's very powerful. And, and today, there are many popular preachers who preach out of wrong motives, uh, whether it is for money, for, for recognition, for power, for fame. Uh, and they may be great communicators, but the examples of their failed lives will cancel out all the highfalutin exhortations. Love is more than words. Love is more than prophecy. Love is more than faith. And we know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is a foundation upon which love builds. One must come to faith in Christ before one can truly experience anything of God's love that is revealed in His Word, that is revealed in Christ's sacrifice on the cross. But faith minus love 
it's, it's nothing. You know, when the risen Christ came to Peter, what question did he ask? Did he ask Peter, do you have faith in me? Peter, do you believe me? No, he says, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? It is a relationship. It is not faith in a creed. And so you see from chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, verse 13, right at the end, it says, now these remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Love is also more than giving. If I give away all I have and have not love, I am nothing. You know this famous quote, right? You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. How do you give without loving? You can give out of obligation, right? You give me ang pao, I got to give you ang pao. No love in it, right? You can give out of guilt. You can give to attain some personal glory. You can give to get a tax break. You can give to buy influence, etc., etc. And lastly, love is even more than martyrdom. If I, give, if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. You know, there is, there is holy martyrdom and there is an unholy one, right? The, an unholy one is to sacrifice your life for something that is not for the love of God and not for the love of men. And unfortunately, today, there are too many of these uh, suicide bombers and all that, thinking that they will receive some kind of a, a reward in heaven and maybe with a harem of women or, or, or whatever. So love is more than all this. Love is more than words, more than prophecy, more than faith, giving, even martyrdom. And someone once said that without love, all I say is ineffective. Without love, all I know is incomplete. Without love, all I believe is insufficient. Without love, all I give is insignificant. And without love, all I accomplish is inadequate. I mean, trying to analyze love. You know, it's, it's very hard to analyze love. Uh, as though you can break love down into all its, its components. And somebody tried to do that with romantic love, which is the Bible, uh, uh, which is a book in the Bible that, that talks about romantic love. Song of Solomon, okay? So this is what this guy got from the Song of Solomon. Say, your eyes are like doves. Your hair is like a flock of goats. Your teeth are like a flock of ewes. Your lips are like scarlet thread. Your temples are like a slice of pomegranate. Your neck is like the Tower of David. Your breasts are like two fawn gazelles. And this is what he got. So I've come to the conclusion that you cannot analyze love. I've come to the conclusion that love can only be recycled. Love is about dying, yes. It's about dying to self. It's about laying down your life for your friend, your spouse, laying down your rights, laying down your, your way of doing things. But love is about recycling. The highest form of love is recycled love. 1 John chapter 4 from verse 16. So we have come to know and to believe that the love that the love that God has for us. Oh sorry, sorry, let me start again. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has, has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is so, also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love 
because He first loved us. And so when we love, we go to the source of love. God is love. We love because He first loved us. So we receive, we experience firsthand the love that is from God, a love that is at its purest, the love that was demonstrated in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We love because He first loved us when He gave Himself for us. And then we recycle that love. Someone once said that all I learned about love, or all that I needed to know about love, I learned from just one song. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Well, we know the origins, or now we know a little bit more about the complicated origins of Valentine's Day, but do you know the origin of this song? It, it first appeared in, in the form of a poem in a children's uh, novel written by this lady called Anna Warner in 1859. So one of the characters in this uh, story was comforting a dying child with these words, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And then a couple of years later, a guy called William Bradbury stumbled across this uh, uh, story and then he wrote a tune, he added a chorus, and so we have this song. And uh, they say that within months, the, this song spread across North America like wildfire. So a simple poem from an obscure novel became the most well-known hymn in the world, I would think, next to Amazing Grace. And it's been translated into many, many languages. It's often used by missionaries as a teaching aid because it's simple, it's easy to learn, and the tune is also simple that God is love and that He gave this love by giving us Jesus and Jesus gave this love by giving His life and by forgiving our sins. So this is love. So love is forgiving and love is forgiving. And love can only be recycled. You recycle every facet of it through the source, the capital S source, the source of love, God is love. So we receive this and then we give, whether it is by words, by prophecy, by faith, by giving, even by martyrdom. It begins with God, not with us. It goes through God, it comes out through us. So on Valentine's Day, um, you might be thinking like me as I'm preparing this, I've not been very loving. I've not been a very loving husband. I, I've not been a very loving father or even a son or even a pastor. I've not even been very loving to my dog. <laughs> and there are regrets, right? You know, but the great thing about God is that you can start over. You can start over. And God allows us to forget what lies behind and to strain forward to what lies ahead. We can start over. We can recycle by going back to the source of love and then start over. You know, the story is told of a, a wife who had a terrible day. She's got two, three young children. The, uh, the washing machine broke down. Dinner got burned. The dog got sick or whatever, you know. And then the husband came home and, and she started her verbal diarrhea. And then the husband got fed up because he too was tired and grouchy from work. And then he spoke a few unkind words to her and, and then they were at each other for two hours. And then, after two hours, the husband said, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you. let's start over, okay? 
Let's start the whole evening over. I'll go back outside, and then I'll come in again, and let's start again. Okay? So she agreed. So he went outside the porch. He came round, knock, knock, opened the door. And, Honey, I'm home. And then the wife said, it's about time. I needed your help with the kids and repairs and all that. Where have you been the last two hours? <laughs> oh, it's not supposed to be like that, right? It's not supposed to be like that, right? That's a negative example. We can start over. We can, as we just did, renew wedding vows. Our mothers can be our valentine. Can, right? It's not pathetic, okay? It's good. And, and we can recycle what little love we have, whether it's through words or faith or whatever, back to the source. Then it comes out pure. And one of my favorite Mandarin Christian songs is about second chances. And I think it's, it's like recycling. And um, it's by this guy called Su Siming, Kelvin So, right? Ji Hui. So I want to play this uh, for you if you can. Just, uh, just the chorus. And if you understand Chinese, it'll be great. Otherwise, I'll try to translate. <laughs> It's okay, we've got so much time, we can do renewal of vows again. translated, it goes something like, it's not that I don't wish to change. That the time has eaten the years, but will it give me a second chance to start over? It's not that I do not want to change, it's just that I'm too weak. I need a helping hand to unlock the shackles of my heart. Shall we pray? We invite the worship team to come. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that that every reminder of love brings us back to you, to the source. And that there is always faith, there is always hope, there is always love. And love is the greatest of them all. We thank you, Lord, that there are festivals or special dates that draws us back to you and on today Valentine's Day we think of the theme of love the love that a husband has for a wife and a wife for a husband the love of parent to child child to parents and even between friends just 
the whole topic of of love and and whenever we whenever we think about this we we think of our own weakness that we have not loved with the love of god that we might love our neighbor as as ourselves that we might lay down our lives so god we turn to you and we now focus our eyes on you as we want to bring all our efforts back to the source of love to as it will recycle it that it will come out again from you through us pure agape sacrificial love and so that as we go out from here that we will love our spouses like we would we have never before we will love our children we will love our parents we would give we would forgive we would die to ourselves the greatest love of all is mine since you laid down your life as you sacrifice so too lord give us the strength to give up something if it is to love someone to lay down our rights as we would even lay down our lives to love as you love help us lord we pray in jesus name why don't we rise as we use this song to express our hearts desire to god
To do this now,、um, as I ask Clement and Shumi to sing this song again quietly. Of course, for those who need to leave, you can leave. But perhaps we could just have a time without without words. Okay, if you're a couple here, then you might just want to sit next to each other. If you like to hold hands, then carry on. And for those、uh, others, you might want to think about how you want to show love to your parents or your children. Or, or a friend, and just that three minutes or so as this song is sung,、uh, one more time quietly. Just be quiet in your seats, and then as the song is finished, then you can leave. All right, thanks. Is love of all? Yes, my. 
Okay, let's go. Thanks. Sound check. I'm hearing you through the house. Okay, let's try the X for the A gate. You're using which yeah, one? Yeah, it's through the house, huh? Just, just typing yep. the A gate. Yep, yep, thanks. Try playing together, see if you're okay with your levels. Yep, yep. Sound test, sound test. Uh, your mic, is it? Yep. And then, uh, sound, 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 sound test, sound test. Sound test, sound test, sound test. Sound test, sound test. Sound test. Sound test. Sound test. Sound test. 
increasing your volume. Okay. The, the overall vocal volume. Sound, sound, sound. Well, there's a lot of feedback. Huh? A lot of feedback, eh? Uh, no, you should actually increase from there. Because uh, the feedback will come when I increase again. It's about 80% already. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. Sing praise. Sing praise. It's actually coming from the house rather than... Alright. Yeah. Just give me a second. Sound, 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 sound. Sound test, sound test, sound. Sound test, sound test, sound test, sound, 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 sound test. Is that better? Sound test. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll try. Okay, let's do the keyboards with the guitar. And Julia, I maybe up Julia's one more. Number two. Uh, just try singing. You don't don't hum. You have to sing the your full volume. Give thanks to the Lord Getting there, Jonathan. Thanks very much. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the rest are all muted, so sure should be fine. Start with the, the beginning, from the beginning, then uh, we get uh, Darren in.
can we change the microphones? That change the microphones? Yeah, is it possible? Uh, can. That I can hear myself here. Yes. And you there. And, oh, it's, it's better for you that you hear the, uh, yourself you here. You are coming from both. Oh, really? Yes. Ah, okay. Uh. Somehow, okay. okay. Let's just uh, So there and we will sing praise. Can, uh? Okay, let's uh, do one line, one time and then go to trans transition to uh, the next song, okay? Sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise.
Majesty, Majesty. Okay, then I will just uh, you just you keep on playing. And I'll be uh, I'll be saying something. Uh, you just keep on the same song. I will tell you when to switch to the 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 next song kind of thing. Uh, up to you. Anything you want. Okay. All right. Then uh, so it's a bit of a uh, free time. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the last one. Is a flow. 